0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Roto Experts Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Matic. You can find me on Twitter, at Davis In this episode of the podcast, we are continuing our series of fantasy football team previews, this time going over the Oakland Raiders. But before we get into our preview of the Oakland Raiders for the 2019 fantasy football season, I, of course, need to tell you about all the cool stuff we have going on over at RotoExperts.com. I just released our our ultimate guide to winning your draft in fantasy football in 2019. We're uh, winning your league, rather, but uh, you know we have all sorts of other great premium content to go along with that. Projections, rankings, sleepers, bus, everything that you need to win your fantasy football league title in 2019 is available on rotoexperts.com. You can get 10% off of that package using the promo code Matic M-A-T-T-E-K. Now, digging into the Oakland Raiders, uh, I think they are a very interesting interesting team for fantasy football starting at the quarterback position Derek Carr is of course the starting quarterback despite uh, you know what you might have heard about how John Gruden feels about Nathan Peterman the team is on hard knocks so that's always fun and I think you probably heard you know Derek Carr wasn't good last year you know he was much better in that 2016 season yada yada so on so forth uh, I, I don't actually think that was true I think last year he was mostly fine it was the first 4,000 yard season of his career you know only through 19 touchdown passes but only through 10 interceptions he had uh, 7.3 ypa that's you know that is uh, right around the average that's for example that's better than Kirk cousins um So I don't think Derek Carr is a bad quarterback. I don't think that he's one of these uh, Brock Osweiler, Tom Savage, uh, you know, just these sort of guys who make everyone in a fantasy offense, you know, not viable, not relevant. I I don't believe that that is the case with Derek Carr. I think you know if he has good weapons, I think those weapons are going to be good for fantasy. Is Derek Carr someone that I'm super interested in on my fantasy teams? Uh, No, he's not. Uh, The kind of exactly the same way that I've talked about Sam Darn. Arnold, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, it's just these guys who run only are, are just not interesting for me. They likely do not have the ceiling to win you a championship in, um, you know, like the FFPC main event or uh, the silver bullet online for the NFC. Like, I, I just don't think it's likely that he's able to post a season of, you know, Thirty-eight touchdowns, forty-six hundred yards. Like I just don't even know if that's even like his ninetieth percentile outcome, because he threw five hundred and fifty-three passes last year. But uh, you know they, that he took every little bit of that five fifty-three to get to four thousand yards. Uh, in the past, has thrown five ninety-nine, five seventy-three, and five sixty, and uh, you know had had pretty bad YPA seasons with those attempts. So. I would say, you know, Carr is kind of a middling quarterback in terms of fantasy, in terms of real life. You, you just don't have to stretch that. You don't have to, you don't have to squint your eyes to see what Derek Carr is. So I, the, the, the kindest thing I can say about him is he's pretty likely to be a streaming option, you know, in those games against the Chiefs, for example, uh, you know, those are likely to be high Vegas total games. Those are likely to be high attempt games for the Raiders. And so games like that, I think he will be a streaming option. Of course, he would be like a fine you know, as we always say, he's a fine quarterback three in a two QB league. You ha- you guys have heard that boring, uh, tired analysis in the past, and I-, and I think it's true. You know, I don't think that he's going to get benched. I don't think that anything like that is likely to occur. So, yeah, you-, you know what you are getting with Derek Carr. Moving to the running backs, this is a different situation this year than it was last year. Their three primary running backs are going to be starter Josh Jacobs, Third down pass catching back Jalen Rashard and handcuff Doug Martin. Doug Martin was bad last year. 172 attempts, 4.2 yards per attempt, only 24 targets in the passing game. Marshawn Lynch played in six games last year, 90 attempts, an identical 4.2 yards per attempt, three touchdowns. He's no longer on the team. Jalen Richard played in all 16 games, had only 55 rushing attempts, but had 81 targets in the passing game, was actually second on the team, or third on the team in targets, second on the team in receptions, tied, well, I guess, tied for first with Jared Cook. They both had 68 with an 84% catch percentage for Jalen Richard. Uh, so Richard would be kind of more interesting to me, except for the fact that uh except for the fact that they drafted Josh Jacobs in the first round. And uh, you know, John Gruden's history with first round running backs, really just the history of first-round running backs in general, and even more so. First round running backs with Josh Jacobs' size, Uh, you know, basically there are 11 guys over the last 20 years who have been uh, 220 pounds or more who were drafted in the first round at the running back position. Every single one of them either had a running back one season or had multiple years of RB2 production. So what I what I get what I gather from all of this is that Josh Jacobs is probably one of the best risk reward draft picks in all of fantasy football right now. You can get him in the second round of your draft and uh he has or you can get him in the fourth round of your draft and he really I think does have league winning upside at the running back position. The Athletics Victor 4 has reported that Josh Jacobs has shown great hands at trading camp. Raiders coach John Gruden, you know, has been I think he's praised Josh Jacobs. He he talked uh you know, he talked about how well Jacobs played in that game against the Raiders. The same Athletics Victor 4 has reported that Jalen Richard is expected to lose a good chunk of his receiving work, so Looking at Josh Jacobs, if you know, if we project him for around uh, ten to twelve percent of the Raiders' targets, we project him between fifty-five to seventy percent of the team's rushing attempts. Seventy percent, obviously, on the mega high end, because we're including like quarterback scrambles, end arounds, so on and so forth. You're looking at a guy who could realistically finish as a back end running back one, and and I'll be honest, that's where we have him projected. And it's not like we don't have Jalen Rashard projected for a role either. It's just that in the passing game, after Antonio Brown, Tyrell Williams, and Darren Waller, the passing game gets kind of thin, and it seems like the team is ready to use Josh Jacobs as a three-down running back. Uh, that has been the historical trend with John Gruden. That has been the historical trend with first-round running backs. You guys know that at Roto Experts, we are big on historical trends. You know, in general, you know, players who kind of look in and, and play like, each other are likely to have similar kinds of career outcomes. I didn't even really like Josh Jacobs as a prospect. I thought he was a, I thought he was a pretty middling prospect. I definitely did not think he should have been drafted where he was drafted. The Raiders would have been much better off drafting a wide receiver. Would have been much better drafting off a, a cornerback or an edge rusher. But they took Josh Jacobs, and as a result of taking Josh Jacobs, they're gonna use Josh Jacobs. Uh, uh, actually, funnily enough, the the biggest comparison, the biggest comparison that I could give you guys in your mind is think about that rookie year for doug martin uh, you know there were kind of some other veteran backs on the roster doug martin was not this super great college prospect the team was not projected to be that good all of that was true and doug martin still had a crazy good running back season uh, in his rookie year and i i think that those situations are sort of analogous to one another so i do really like drafting zero running back teams this year that should be pretty obvious to anyone who's listening to these podcasts Uh, or who has read rotoexperts.com. But a guy that I'm willing to break that zero RB mold for is Josh Jacobs. So, you know, you're sitting there in the fourth round and you're looking at, you know, uh, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs sometimes, uh, you know, the Rams wide receivers, uh, Chris Godwin sometimes. I I still, a lot of the time, do prefer to take Josh Jacobs there. So that is how I'm viewing the running. And I think Jalen Rashard is a fine zero running back target. You know, if you get him uh, 14-team lead, uh, deeper leagues you know or, or if you start two or three flexes like I think those are still fine formats for Jalen Richard. I think that he is a useful and interesting player um, I don't think he has any chance of ever being more than what he showed last season but that's fine you know that doesn't make him like a bad player uh, but I, I think it's pretty clear that Josh Jacobs is going to stay on the field in more obvious passing situations or when the Raiders are down you know 10-15 points or whatever than uh, Doug Martin did last season so Moving to the wide receiver position, their starting 11 personnel is going to be Antonio Brown and Tyrell Williams, with some rotation of Hunter Renfro, J.J. Nelson, Marcel Aitman, maybe Keelan Doss or Keon Hatcher, moving in that role. And I also think Darren Waller will play a, a fair bit of actual wide receiver, because he was a converted uh, wide receiver to tight end when he left Georgia Tech and came to the NFL. So... At this point, you have to be thinking, well, what on earth am I going to do with Antonio Brown? So this is where we are at with him. The The, the helmet saga appears to be mostly over. Uh, Ian Rapoport reported that the latest appeal of the helmet saga is going to be heard on Friday. John Gruden claimed the superstar whiteout is all in. He has been at practice with a certified helmet. Uh, he has continued to file grievances with the NFL, so, you know, that... Uh, that's that's just sort of interesting, but uh, it seems that his feet are healthy. So the cryogenic freezing that took place to his feet seems like he's good to go with that. It seems like he's back at practice, and it seems like the team plans on using him as their best wide receiver in uh, you know in 2019. Now, I have to admit, I'm pretty interested in drafting Antonio Brown when he falls to the late third, the early fourth. I mean. I don't even think Antonio Brown is is great. He had he averaged 7.7 yards per target last year. That was the lowest number of his career since 2012 when he was a third-year player. He's entering into his age 31 season. He transferred teams. He moved away from the best quarterback, uh, you know, probably one of the 15 best quarterbacks in NFL history, to a quarterback who is going to go down the annals of NFL history as, you know, just this very average, very boring, very blah quarterback. Uh, I don't think that John Gruden has this amazing passing system. I don't, you know, his his offense is very west coast. It's very uh precision based. It's very kind of stick and move. It's just, it's just not a great fantasy football offense. It's not a great offense for real football either. So, he's going to score less touchdowns than he did last year. He probably will average a similar yards per target, but I don't know I don't know if we can give him 180 targets like some of those years in Pittsburgh. You know, 160 targets seems more like the median outcome. Our projections, even accounting for all of this, you know, lower yards per target, lower yards per play for the team, they still think that he is a top 10 fantasy football wide receiver. And I'm inclined to think that that is the case. You know, I am inclined to believe that that is you know, pretty close to reality overall. So he's someone that I will still take, but obviously, uh, you know, we need to we need to think about you know what happens with his helmet, of which it, it sounds that sounds so preposterous to say, but it's real. You know, you got to think about is this dude going to be on the field? Is this dude going to be comfortable? Uh, Tyrell Williams, though, the opposite wide receiver, another guy that we really like because we do think this Raiders offense is going to be better. You know, they they transferred out. Uh, Doug Martin for a younger, more athletic player. They signed Antonio Brown and Tyrell Williams, who are going to be playing instead of Jordy Nelson, Seth Roberts. Amari Cooper never got it going with Derek Carr, played only six games there last year. Uh, Jordy Nelson actually averaged 8.4 yards per target on this team. So, you know, I think I think Tyrell Williams clearly better than uh, the last season of Jordy Nelson's career. Antonio Brown clearly better than uh, you know whatever else is going on in in, uh, in Oakland last year. So Tyrell is someone who's going to be a beneficiary of that improved offense. And when you look at, at when you look again, we this is this should actually be a pretty narrow passing tree offense. You know, we think that uh, you know probably eighty percent of the targets are going to go to Jacobs. Brown, Williams and Waller. And outside of that, you know, would that really surprise anyone if, you know, 75, 80% of the targets went to those four guys? I don't think so. So so that leaves a big portion of the pie, uh, you know, for Tyra Williams to excel really for the first time in his career. I guess I guess not excel for the first time in his career, but to be, you know, a true uh to be a true like target hog, you know he has only topped a hundred targets one time. That was in a year that uh, that was in a year that Keenan Allen was injured and missed most of the season. He led the Chargers in targets, had a thousand yards, seven touchdowns, eight point nine yards per target. So this is someone I think that can do it. So I, I think Tyrell Williams is pretty undervalued in the fantasy football market right now. Finally, the tight end. Well, I guess. I'm not interested in Hunter Renfro. I'm not interested in JJ Nelson. I think Hunter Renfro's best case scenario is like 70 targets, 45 receptions, 400 yards. You know, just not a guy you're going to enjoy owning in fantasy at all. Now, finally, moving to the tight end position, Darren Waller, you know, pretty interesting career, started out as a wide receiver at Virginia Tech. He's 6'6", 255. Uh, All of the coaches at Raiders camp love him. Waller was uh, subject of a segment when uh, the media members... at Raiders camp, asked everyone who they impressed the most, and everyone said Waller. Uh, he did, he missed a little bit of time with a shoulder injury, but played every snap with the first-team offense against Arizona. Uh, and, and sort of interesting enough, Waller talked about how he was getting high in Baltimore all the time on on pills, cocaine, whatever, and uh, he is clean now. So that's actually sort of interesting to me. You know, that that's a real reason why someone would be a better football player. You know, if he actually has really changed his life around, like as a person, like cleared his brain up. That to me is really intriguing and an interesting reason why a guy who is athletic and as talented as Waller was, uh, did not go on to play well in the NFL to begin with. So Waller, that's a guy I draft a lot. You know, I, I think he is a very good fantasy football target and someone that I will continue to be targeting in fantasy football drafts. That is going to do it for us here at the Roto Experts Fantasy Football Podcast. Please make sure to check out RotoExperts.com, the ultimate guide to win your draft, just came out on the site today. I hope that you guys dig into that. That will be uh, updated with player targets moving forward. And, uh, you know, just more great premium content on the site. And use promo code MATIC, M A T T E K, to get 10% off. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh-